How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. You know, Smalls just mentioned something, that she has a bunch of friends that are watching us on a plane right now. Yeah. Where's the weirdest spot that oh, you guys no, have Evan. realized? No, no. <laughs> Boy, right? Oh, Small. I don't know. I don't know if you want to go where you about Family to take show. it. Let's I don't know if you want to go where you about to I take was gonna, it. I was going to ask, where's the weirdest spot you've realized, wow, people are, are watching us every day there on ESPNU now or ESPN2 during our first couple of hours? Like, is it the plane? Is it the sports bars? Is it the Adam Wainwright moment that CeCe and I clearly knew what was talking about when he was on our show a week or so ago and that people were watching us in the airport bars? Mm-hmm. No. Where's that, like, oh, yeah, we're on there moment for you guys? Does that happen? Is it the plane? It's the it's – the, no, nah, I wouldn't say the plane. I would say the in the airport walking through and Adam Wainwright having the, the revelation that he's on TV because he's actually talking to us. Right. That was a special moment. So, yes, that's probably – that's probably the oddball place where you wouldn't expect that people are, are checking for you. You know what's really cool is all my friends have been so supportive of me and us watching the show, listening and you. to the show. Every it's okay. Day. You could say um, you. No, but us. And one thing that I that always blows my mind is my friend Brendan. Shout out to Brendan. He texts me a picture every morning of himself working out at Equinox, and we're on all the TVs at Love gyms it. around Love the world. Love it. You know, we're it's really special that we're part of people's morning routines. They wake up with us. They go to work with us. They drop their kids off at school with us, which I think is so special. But it blows my mind to think that people are getting up, they're going to get their morning workout in, and they look up, and we're there with them every day. Yeah, the gym is a weird one. Like, the concept of somebody being motivated by watching us <laughs> that's rough where CC and I are thinking about chicken parms in about three hours and Smalls talks about po- well actually Philly cheesesteak last night Philly cheesesteak yeah Ooh. I was left to my own devices I don't, Never I don't appreciate one. you airing me out man my wife ain't gotta know this she might go back and listen airing to the airing you out yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not supposed to eat like that during the course of the week I can oh, do I that, didn't know that. I can sorry. do that on the weekends I'm not I supposed to eat like that salad. during the week you heard, that's what you heard? I, yeah, heard. I think that's what I heard, too. I heard. You a little, avoca- little avocado right. in there. Yeah. Some salmon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Healthy uh, protein. Balsamic vinaigrette dressing. Exactly. It was all healthy. Water. All healthy. Only, exactly. the, only, only water. Only mix. water. <laughs> so hypothetically, if you had the Philly cheesesteak, hypothetically, was it hypothetically good? It was outstanding. Hypothetically. The, the, in, Wait. And the, fri- the fries that went with it, too. Did Michelle say she never had a Philly cheesesteak? I've before? never had one because I, I only want to have it in Philly, and I've never been to Philly before. You've never been to Philadelphia? I've never been to Philly. the eyeball thing. Philadelphia. Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia overrated Whoa. overrated the, the, okay. whole, the, the whole the whole Jar. the whole the whole the whole the whole cheese with, the whole cheese whiz thing I'm all the way out on man oh. I don't I don't rock with that like I it's got to be provolone with the sauteed onions and mushrooms like I you know if you want to go with some peppers in there too okay cool but when you start going with the whole cheese whiz thing like that that fake cheese I can't get on board with that Sorry, I, Pat, I can't get on board I think with what it. you're saying, though, in general, conceptually, it's like I only want to have a Philly cheesesteak in Philly. Or I only want to have a great cheesesteak in New York. Or at least my first one, right? Yeah, like, I, I want to experience it the way it's I meant to be I think there is something to that. I mean, pizza's good everywhere, but pizza's better here. It just is. Yeah, but you're not going to be like, oh, I'm in Texas. Let's get deep dish pizza. You're doing that when you're in Chicago. Deep dish is not no pizza. Doubt. That's why. 
It's like more lasagna than it is pizza. Yeah, I don't love deep dish either, it's and it's not because I'm from San Francisco. Blasphemy, Louis, and I'm both of you. I, it's disgusting. I can't. I can't believe. If it. I have New to Yorker, eat it with a fork, you like deep it's dish? not I'm pizza. I'm married to a Chicagoan. Okay, if you yeah. weren't, would oh. you be okay with this? I never. Had, I didn't have it before I met my wife, and then she she put me on to Lou Malnati's and Pequod's, and it changed my life. To me, it's a it different category. Life. It should be under a different category. Right. Like it's, a, pizza. it's pizza. It's pizza. It's pizza. It's just. A, it's just a matter of what you're in the mood for. Uh, yeah, I mean, deep dish pizza is the cousin of the Sicilian slice. I mean, it's just it's it's not that far. It's not that different. Grandma, I don't want I don't want to get into a philosophical all. debate about pizza. I do. New York is the king of pizza. Yeah, but sometimes you want to change the pace. Like the pitchers, they got to have a fastball, but they also got to have a changeup. For me, the deep mm. dish is the changeup pitch. Merle Kelly probably could have used that last night <laughs> with the D backs because they kept hitting this fastball over the fence. That forcing so fastball. I, I, Why are they doing that? Yeah, that, Stop it. That forcing fastball was fast over the fence for the Phillies. That's what it was. They are feasting on that forcing fastball more than CC hypothetically feasting on. A but, here, really, but Smalls, here's what I don't get though. Why? Why are you leaving the fastball middle middle in the playoffs? You you know what's going to happen, especially with you the, know, this offense. You know how that Bryce movie's going in. Kyle Schwarber, Nick Cassianos. You don't think those guys are going to jump all over that when you yeah, leave it there? You just saw with Schwarber in game one. You're going to do it again in game two? Come on, though. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so I now, digress. You're, now you're making Pat happy, though. What do you mean? Because you're go. talking about how great the Phillies are. I think I think Pat takes more satisfaction in Merrill Kelly spitting the bit last night because of what he said before the game and what he tried to walk back after the game than the actual win. I know he's excited about the win, but I think he's even more excited the way they did it and how they embarrassed Merrill Kelly on the way. Is that right, Pat? Yeah, I, I still hate you right now more than Merrill Kelly, but wow. it's pretty close. Wow. That is some deep-seated That's beef. almost like calling somebody a horrible person on the air. That's like East Coast, West Coast beef right, right? there. Right? I'm telling you. Wow. Well, I wait, can't uh, wait for the diss track to drop. Speaking of Philly, cheesesteaks and Philadelphia Phillies, um, the Philadelphia Eagles are certainly a team that we talk about a bunch with how good they are. They were in the NFC. Uh, they won the NFC last year, obviously. Jeff Saturday was sitting with us yesterday, ESPN NFL analyst. We asked him the question about the team with the biggest question mark in the NFL and here is what the former NFL player had to say. I would probably say the Eagles. Mm. It's two coordinators gone. They're trying to figure out who they are. I think they are the second best team in the NFC, but like Jalen Hurts has to figure this thing out with a new coordinator. Understanding checkdowns matter. Like if you looked at that and Sirianni has to be, a, in my opinion, a little less aggressive. Coach is coach. He's an aggressive coach. He always has been, and you do love that. But there are days where you ain't got it, and you saw that. <laughs> you didn't have it, right? Let's just find a way to get out of this yep. thing. And, you know, I, I, I think there's something to be said to the point that Jeff was making because this offense hasn't necessarily looked right, Smalls. Yes. And then we saw them make the move yesterday to go out and sign Julio Jones, former teammate of A.J. Brown, Mm -hmm. veteran presence. I I don't know that he's going to add a lot to what they have on the field, but because he was former teammates with A.J. Brown and he was former teammates with Alama Duzakeas down in Atlanta, I I think there's something to be said for bringing in a veteran that can help the players, the young guys on that team, see it the same way the coaching staff does. So while they're trying to break in a new play caller with some tweaks to the scheme in Brian Johnson, maybe this helps by adding Julio Jones to that locker room, provide some veteran leadership, Provide some insight as to what it means to be able to bounce back after a disappointing loss in the Super Bowl. Like Julio Jones can be all of those things for Nick Sirianni and those co- and that coaching staff. Be an extension of the coaching staff in terms of trying to 
relay the message and, and 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 have a pulse on the morale in that locker room. I think that's important, especially on the offensive side of the ball, because that's the area that that feels like it's off in comparison to what the Eagles were last year. Yeah, and maybe that's why I don't put them in the category as a team in the NFL that I think is the biggest question mark, because I rely so much on what I saw from them last year. We do know about the coordinator changes. We knew that there was going to be a calibration period for this team yep. on, on both sides of the ball. And even though they hadn't looked like themselves, they hadn't looked dominant up until they had the loss this past week, we still kind of gave them the benefit of, of the yes. doubt. They're going to figure it out. And I wonder... At what point in the season, if we haven't seen market improvements, do we drop that? Do we drop what we had seen last year? It could happen this weekend. Yeah, not it, yet. It, no, but it could happen this weekend. Sunday Night Football against the Miami Dolphins, uh-huh. if they roll into the link and they hang 40 points on them, then we're going to question, and, and the Eagles lose, then we're going to question what's going on with this Eagles team and can the Cowboys actually win the NFC East. I think those questions could start as soon as this Sunday. Interesting. And this is a quality opponent because, I mean, we, we talked about it. Miami right now is a top-five team in the NFL, and they have maybe the most feared unit in the NFL mm-hmm. with their offense and how they can score points. So this is a big test for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a big test for Jalen Hurts and that squad. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dr. Pepper, call in line. If you want to chime in on the team with the biggest question mark in the NFL right now, we will do the same. Smallest, who do you have? If it's not the Eagles for you, who is it? It's the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if the Buffalo Bills are closer to the team we saw lose to Zach Wilson and the Aaron Rodgers Jets in week one, where Josh Allen had all of those turnovers, and we rightfully so blasted the Bills, blasted Josh Allen the next day. Or if they're closer to the team that absolutely worked the Miami Dolphins, which you just said, and again, rightfully so, is the most um, feared unit in the NFL in this offense. So I just look at them week to week, and I don't really know which version of the Bills I'm going to get and which version of Josh Allen I'm going to get. Yeah, and that's the the latter part is the biggest one because you're talking about a guy that had 23 turnovers in 18 games last year, and there's nothing that we've seen that would make us think that Josh Allen isn't capable of making those same mistakes at the most inopportune times. For me, the biggest question I have is the Cleveland Browns quarterback situation. I, I, I thought this franchise paid $230 million guaranteed to Deshaun Watson so they didn't have to worry about quarterback. They've got everything else figured out. Championship defense, check. Skill position players, check. Running game, check. Even though they don't have Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford has stepped in and performed admirably. The biggest question is what they're going to get week to week from the quarterback spot. And Deshaun Watson was supposed to be medically cleared a couple of weeks ago before the Ravens game. He didn't play in that game. He hadn't played against the 49ers. And they had a bye week in between that. And you're wondering, well, just when are we going to see Deshaun Watson? It got me to thinking, Ev, I don't know that Deshaun Watson has been under more pressure in the NFL than he is right now to deliver because that's the only thing standing between this team in contending for a championship. We just had Kimberly Martin in studio in our 7 o'clock hour, and she said this team, because their defense is so good, could win a Super Bowl this year if they get consistent, competent quarterback play. Deshaun Watson was supposed to be that in year two in Cleveland, and it's not. And I can't help but think about Josh Dobbs, who was on their team, (laughs) and if you put him on that team and you ask him to do very little, obviously, because how good they are everywhere else – he would have been easy. To, it would have been easy for him to do that. I mean, he's clearly a good enough quarterback to be a stopgap guy in the league as he is in Arizona. My biggest question is around the Rams, and the reason I say that is it's a team that nobody talks about ever. We never bring up the Rams. They won a Super Bowl just a couple of years ago. They have the same coach that won that Super Bowl. They have the same quarterback that won that Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford is playing well. They have the same best defensive player, obviously, in Aaron Donald. They have a healthy Cooper Cup now. 
That's a pretty good team. And I'm not suggesting they're better than the Niners, obviously, or the Eagles, obviously, or even the, the Lions right now. I am suggesting that I think sooner rather than later, we may get to a point where we say with the Rams, maybe they are in that conversation. We also could see them go the other way and say, oh, well, you know what? We've kind of peaked here. We've had that bleep them picks mentality. We, we had a nice little run. Now let's trade off some pieces to get more picks here for the future. Nice, respectable kind of run to start the season. I think the Rams are a little bit better than people realize. I'm okay with us not putting them in the top three or four. I just wonder if by the end of the season, we will consider doing that. The whole point of this question mark conversation is to get to the extremes. Smalls, you could see the Bills going to the Super Bowl or not making the playoffs. Correct. CC, you could see the Browns going to the AFC Championship or not making the playoffs. I could see, I'm not going to go championship or Super Bowl with the Rams. I could see the Rams winning a playoff game or finishing in the top 10 and picking the top 10 or finishing in the top 10 in the draft. Either one, I could see. I just think the Rams are an undertold kind of story this year. In the NFL. All right, we'll get your phone calls in at 888-SAY-ESPN coming up on that biggest question mark in the NFL. Plus, interesting news around college football with Caleb Williams. How many NFL teams would take him right now over their current quarterback? We'll get to that coming up on on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPN U. What were you saying there, Smalls? She likes the gold Balenciagas, the one that looked like socks. You have nothing to, you're not going to wrap that? I want to hear She you was rap rapping it. She was no, rapping it. she was mouthing it. Because no, I was not it. trying to step all over step, you. Exactly. Like, you were trying job. to bring us in yeah, from the, from the break. Yeah. Give you the runway She's you She's trying need. to be professional. She was trying to be professional, but when she hit that Cardi B, it just hit a little Come different. Come on, this song is so It different. hit a little different. <laughs> oh, I ain't oh, mad he's at so you, different. What's his name? Hey, uh- <laughs> there she goes. That's what we were waiting for. Ryobi oh, no, is awesome. So Let me tell you why. Man. This Saturday, make cleanup easy with the Ryobi 18-volt one-plus cordless leaf blower from the Home Depot. Of course, Home Depot all over college game day and all over our college football coverage is Sam Acho, ESPN uh, football analyst. College football does a ton of that as well as NFL. And he joins us here on Unsportsmanlike. Sam, let's welcome you into this conversation we've been having. Fair or unfair to go through the, the amount of... The Gold or, or what? Oh, okay. hey! Okay, you know what? <laughs> okay. Okay, I know the lyrics, but I'd like to beat. <laughs> no, we can ask you. I mean, are you buying the Balenciagas? Or what are you buying right now? Come on now. No, sir, man. Hey, I, 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 hey, I do... Um, there's three ways you could use money, as we all know, right? You could you could spend it on a Balenciaga. You could... You could share it right you can give you can donate whatever um or you can grow it right you can grow it you can invest it 
I, I like to do all three. I'm not going to be spending on the Balenciagas, right? We just bought a house, so I got, that's where my money's going. I like giving, right? That's another way to, you know, people talk about, like, um, you know, contracts, et cetera, et cetera, NIL, whatever you want to talk about. But, like, money can be a, money can be a, a trap for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, money can be, a, can be, like, a lord over a lot of people. So I think one of the ways, and I work with, like, athletes and do, like, you know, family office, multifamily office stuff. Like, one of the ways that we've seen that, like, help money not be a lord over people is by learning how to share and how to give, right? Like, so, like, giving is one thing that I love to do. And then growing it, investing, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not a Balenciaga guy. I spent my money on a, on a, on a house in Texas. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Sam Acho, by the way, I mean, financial literacy, everybody should take notes. He might be the only person at ESPN that loves money more than I do. Really? Might oh, be. I, I just might took be. that. Sam Acho might be the only person at ESPN that loves money more than I do. I just took that as he Real buys talk. Birkin. Real talk. Not really? Yeah. I don't know. If, you want to know how to, if you want to know how to double up on your, on your bread, talk to Sam Acho. Okay. I, 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 oh, wow. This absolutely. Is, absolutely. This absolutely. Is, absolutely. Uh, this is. Yeah, this is news to me. I don't, I don't really love money, but I know people love money, and I love people. So it's like if that's going to be that, a that's what it is people, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Sam, speaking of money and, and maybe being trapped in a situation, what are you making of what's happening with the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson? Oh, I don't like unless there's new news over the last two or three days that I didn't know of. Like from what I understand, it was a shoulder injury. He's missed two games, right? I think he'll be back soon. So I don't think – I actually have no issues. I think some of it's being being blown up and fortunate. If I'm talking out of turn, y'all let me know. Be like, hey, Sam, you didn't realize he's out for the year. I'm like, whoa, no, whoa, slow no, down. No, no, you're good. You know what I mean? But, like, from what I understand, the shoulder issue, contusion, right? People wanted to come back. He wasn't able to come back the last couple of weeks. So maybe it's more serious than we anticipated. Um, but I think he'll be back, and I think that this Browns team is actually – in a really, really good position to be successful, more successful than a lot of us thought they were going to be, and a lot of it absolutely is based on their defense. But, um, shoot, you have that defense, and you do get a healthy Deshaun Watson, not just in week five, but in week 15, and then in, and if you get to the playoffs, that could be dangerous. So I actually have no issues with what they paid him and how they paid him. Um, and also, like, I, I, this injury, like I said, I don't unless there's new news I don't know about, like, I think he'll be back pretty soon. You know, I know, I know there was a storyline of like, man, is he, is he, you know, milking it or whatever. I don't think that's the kind of dude he is. I think, you know, maybe, maybe the injury is worse than we thought initially. Right. Obviously we saw Anthony Richardson, right. It seems like he, his, he's, he's done. Right. So sometimes you don't really know for the year, at least sometimes you don't really know how bad an injury is on the outside. Sometimes you only know how bad it is on the inside of a building, right. The coaches, players, et cetera. Um, you know, and they found ways to win. Um, and hopefully, hopefully he'll be back soon. Um, and then, and then all of a sudden, talk about a sneaky, a sneaky AFC team that people haven't been talking about. That could be them. Sam, let's go to the college ranks here. Uh, we've been having the conversation today about Caleb Williams and how many NFL teams he could start on right now. In your mind, he is good enough where that conversation is a hundred percent fair. Yes or no? Fair. I think it's definitely fair. Um, if you obviously USC lost last week uh, to Notre Dame, he didn't have his best game. Had his worst game actually, three interceptions. Um, didn't play well, but you're talking about a dude who not only won the Heisman last year, but the numbers he's been putting up this year statistically um, are better than they were at this point last year when he won the Heisman, right? Outside of, mind you, the three picks just happened a couple of days ago, so may excuse things a little bit, but by yard, passing yards, passing touchdowns. And you're talking about a guy who his freshman year 
took over the team from a guy who was a Heisman Trophy candidate conversation guy in Spencer Rattler when he was at Oklahoma. And so, like, that's just like the, let's just like the verbal, like, oh, sounds good. Then you turn on the tape and watch what he does from a, from an athletic standpoint. Um, and from a like confidence standpoint, like he's extremely talented as a passer and as a football player, right? Like that's one thing I see. And so there are definitely some teams that I believe he can come and I'll just say contribute. I don't want to sit here and say I was going to start and have a dominant year because like the thing is, um, the thing is, um, we've seen quarterbacks come in, Bryce Young. Man, Heisman, he's great, but all of a sudden there's a learning curve. We've seen – go back to Peyton Manning, right? His rookie year, what was he, 3-13? There are these learning curves. Even Trevor Lawrence has gotten better as his career has continued. And so I think he's definitely worthy of a first overall pick, maybe second, depending on how you view Drake May or some of these other quarterbacks, really Drake May. But I think he could definitely come in and contribute and be a starter. I just don't know if he'll go and start and win the first seven games of his rookie season. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Acho, we saw a few weeks ago Colorado lose to Oregon and USC back-to-back weeks. I, I get it. Both of those teams were top ten, and so we didn't necessarily frame it as bad losses for Coach Prime, especially since he's been able to turn Colorado football into a spectacle. But after blowing a 29-point lead on Friday against Stanford, do we have to say that this is the first bad loss from a figurative standpoint for Coach Prime and the Buffs this season? Well, yeah, it was a horrible loss. I mean, I, I, I may not say it's the first bad loss. I, well, this was, this was, this was, I don't say worse than bad, but like this was bad because, because Coach Prime had warned them that this was coming. Mm. Like they had a team meeting, and, and Kent, you know about this. You've been in team meetings, you played a lot of years in NFL, you know, been in many playoffs, you've done a lot. And you've had those meetings on Friday before the game where you went through a whole week of practice and practice wasn't really looking the way it's supposed to look, right? Yep. And yep. your coaches might come and tell y'all, hey, man, y'all, if y'all don't wake up, we're about to get stomped. And they had a team meeting. Like, some of the, you know, offensive coaches came and, like, talked to the guys. And this is not unique to Colorado. This is all throughout high school, college, NFL, you name it. And you get this wake-up call. So they come out, and it's 29-0, halftime. Oh, we think it's over. That's not the way football works. Come out and the dude, go look him up. Alec Io Manor, dog. Oh, Moss, Moss Travis Hunter. Moss Dog. Moss him. And I'm telling you, Moss everybody. And my point is, like, you know, it's one thing not to know. It's another thing to know and not to do, right? Against USC and Colorado, or sorry, USC and Oregon, that number one, they didn't have Travis Hunter. But number two, like, USC, it was closer than we all thought, right? It went down. It was a one-score game. They have an onside kick. If they recover, maybe they score and they tie and win or whatever. But, like, and then Oregon, too, they didn't have first game without Travis Hunter and, you know, whatever. I, you know, that was a bad loss, 42-6. to six. Yeah, 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 But exactly. this one was more yeah. so, like, this yeah, that was a bad year. I mean, but this one was more so, like, man, we've gone through the fire without our best player and against these great teams. It's okay, Coach Prime didn't like that they lost to those teams, but hey, let's just say those teams are better. Stanford isn't better, right? Yeah. Stanford is not better. Oregon played Stanford week before, and it was it was it wasn't close. So, anyways, that's why I say it was an embarrassing loss, and he knows it. The entire team knows it, and they were told about it beforehand. Which um, was one of those things in football. Sometimes you don't know until it hits you in the face. Now it's like our our level of play every single week, no matter who our opponent is, needs to increase. 
Sam, we're running out of time here, but I wanted to ask you about Brock Bowers and that injury. He's going to miss time. How will this impact Georgia? Yeah, it'll be a big deal. I just, I mean, I know he got injured on on Saturday. It was ankle. I, I, I don't know. Is it a couple weeks? I, don't, I haven't, I haven't got a chance to look to see how long it is, but I know it's pretty significant. They say he's done. So, um, yeah, he's done. Yeah. Oh, they said done for the done for the year. Yeah. Oh man, see, I just got off a call about some college football stuff. So, anyways, no. Um, this will be definitely significant for Georgia because he was their offense. You know what I mean? Like he was their offense when when all else failed. Throw it to Brock Bowers, and that's what this team was for. I mean, the first three weeks of the season, offense isn't really going. Offense, you know, late, you know, down late against you, down late at halftime against South Carolina, or maybe even we're playing Auburn, we're down 10-0. Offense is going, boom, fourth quarter, just throw it to Brock, and Brock single-handedly won the game. Literally, quite literally, he caught two one-hand pat, one-handed catches in the fourth quarter and won the game. Single-handedly won the game, and so without him, he's the best player. Hmm. You could say Caleb Williams is the best player in college football, but Brock Bowers, you'd definitely say best non-quarterback or you could argue best player in college football. That's huge for an offense that centers on him. It's the run game and it's play action. We run it, we run it, we run it, so we can throw it to who? To Brock Bowers. Right now, thankfully, they have a, a dude who's healthy now, Lad McConkey. He missed the first four games receiver. Um, another receiver who's getting healthy as well, um, Jack Saint. So, like, I would just say that, Georgia can still win, but some other guys got to step up um, big time. Like, there's a dude named Carson uh, Delp, a tight end who's been trying to learn from Brock. He'll have to step up, right? And you st- you've learned this, Canty, in, in ball. What is it they talk about next man up. So that needs to happen for the receivers and for, for the other tight ends on the roster. Sam, thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the football this weekend. We appreciate it. Thank- thanks, guys. Sam Acho, of course, ESPN football analyst, getting ready for a big college football weekend game day. Brought to you by Home Depot, Penn State, Ohio State will be there. Obviously, Tennessee, Alabama in terms of matchups, the top 25 schools that we have this weekend, as well as Duke and FSU. So we got a nice slate, Utah, USC, all weekend long. Coming up, respect it or check it. Next. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. 
quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, it is time for a round of Respect It or Check It. Michelle Smallman gives Chris Canty and I, Evan Cohen, statements, questions, comments. We have to decide if we respect it or check it. Smalls, what do you have for us? All right, boys, respect it or check it. The Dolphins, they're the best team in the NFL. Not the best unit in the NFL, the best team in the NFL. Oh, I got to check that. It's the Philadelphia Eagles to me. I mean, you're talking about them having a top five offense and a top ten defense. I I think that this team is going to be a lot better once we get to November and December. But they're going to have a chance to prove they're superior to the Dolphins in week seven because they got them rolling into the league Sunday night, link Sunday night. I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles, their pass rush, and then their offensive line when healthy. They're amongst the best in all of football. I believe that football is won inside, out, front to back, and the Philadelphia Eagles have proven themselves the last couple of years that they're strong. one of the strongest teams in the trenches. That is interesting that you go with the Eagles as the team to beat right now, or yeah, the number one team, because who is number one in your power rankings are still the Chiefs, right? Yeah, it's the Chiefs. So I go check it because I still go with the Chiefs in that spot. I still have to say the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. I want to point something out, though. The Miami Dolphins this year, in the six games they've played, they're five and one, right? Mm-hmm. They've played six total games. Mm-hmm. Four of them have been against non-AFC East teams. In those four games, they're averaging forty-four point eight points per game. That's ridiculous. In the games against the AFC East, they're averaging twenty-two points a game. Mm. There is a twenty-two point differential against playing against teams you know versus playing against teams you don't know. That is not to suggest they're not good or or they're not going to be a great offense all year. That is to to suggest I am going to keep an eye on how they perform against the teams that play them twice a year every year. So I'll say I'll check that because I still got to go with the Chiefs and the Niners. Kind of surprised neither one of you said the 49ers. I know they're coming off a loss, but... No, I put the nine. I would say if you said to me right now, Super Bowl, I'd say Chiefs 49ers. Maybe it's my uh, my St. Louis roots and my greatest show on turf muscle memory, but this offense is the closest thing I've seen to the greatest show on yes, turf. Yes, And so I want to respect it. Ooh, I'm just telling you. I, every week that goes by, I feel better and better about this Dolphins team and, and their chances of winning a Super Bowl. All right, respect it or check it. Aaron Rodgers will return and he will play this season. Check it, Aaron Rodgers ain't coming back, man. He's going to be 40 in December. That ain't going to happen, though. Like, I, I get that you've got alternative medicine and you're going to be aggressive in this. You're back in the building. You're, you're attacking it with the right mindset. All of those things are well and good. But you can't defy physics. Like, you just had a torn Achilles a month ago. It's going to take some time for that to heal, for the repair to actually be strong enough where you can go out there and compete in high-level sports. I just don't see it happening for Aaron Rodgers. He might not ever get back to being the quarterback that we saw in Green Bay. I don't wish that on him, but I just know the realities of the NFL and how physically demanding it is. Having an Achilles injury this late in your career ain't what you want, dog. I'm going to check it, and I've come up with something that you should never do, which is try to read into the mind of Aaron Rodgers. That's a, that's a hard thing oh, to no, do, that's, right? Yeah. So here's what I'm going to try to do it anyway. <laughs> I think he is smart. Obviously, he's smart. He's smart enough to realize this entire team is based on him. They have they have totally made this about him. And I think what he's doing every week is realizing they are going to collapse if I don't give them hope. 
And so I have to talk about the idea of me returning and me returning just to give this team hope, to rally around him. He understands that. Here's what he's setting up, though. We won't say it, but some people are going to say by the end of the season, it's disappointing if he doesn't come back. No, it's not because he has a torn Achilles. But he is setting it up where he's giving the hope that if we don't see him again this year, we start questioning it, which we should not. I check it. He won't play again this season. You better hope, well, I guess Jess fans better hope that you're right on this because I always go to the worst case scenario. What's the worst case scenario? Aaron Rodgers does feel physically capable to play towards the end of the season. The Jets are in a playoff position, and he's going on Pat McAfee saying, I feel healthy enough to play. And now the Jets are in a conundrum because Zach Wilson has played good enough for them to get there. They got to play him. You're well, right. What are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do? In season, they're going to play Rodgers. No question. I'm just saying. He, it could be a disaster. They have but, but, given the but, team to but, him. But like you said, Smalls, he might not represent the best option for them exactly. at quarterback exactly. if he does come back this Much year. Much easier, I feel like, to do it in the offseason than it is in season. Agree. Respect it or check it. Jared Goff is the best quarterback in the NFC. Check it. It's still Jalen Hurts. I, I get it. Listen, I love Jared Goff. He's He might be playing the best right now, but he's not the best quarterback. Uh, you got to go with the guy that had his team in the Super Bowl a year ago. And I get it. Jalen Hurst stole more interceptions through six games than he did all of last year. But he's got a new offensive coordinator, scheme, play calling, and a little bit different than what we've seen in years past. So I think there's an adjustment there. But I still trust Jalen Hurts in a big spot more so than Jared Goff. Uh, I'm going to check it with the caveat. I agree Jalen Hurts, best quarterback in the league. I still think that it's Jared Goff's You mean in the M- NFC? Sorry, in the and NFC. NFC. Yeah. I, I think it's Jared Goff's. Like one? <laughs> I think it's Jared Goff's MVP to lose, though. If you look at the schedule, you look at their current record, you look at his performance, it's his MVP to lose right now. Do we all agree, though, that Jared Goff is playing the best quarterback in the NFL right now? No. It's hard to argue against it. It's hard to that argue he's against it. the best quarterback. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to guard. You don't even have to give the caveat out of the conference. I mean, of of quarterback, it's hard to argue that he's not playing the best of all the quarterbacks in the league. I mean, it's not. I mean, listen, he's fourth in QBR. QBR is not everything, but I mean, he, he's fourth in QBR. I think he's top five in yards. He's top five in completion percentage. So I mean, this this dude is playing the quarterback position at a high level, and his offense is damn good. Like, I talked about it, like, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, and the Miami Dolphins, those are the only offenses that are top 10 in passing and top 10 in rushing. Incredible amount of balance, and Jared Goff is the head of the snake. So, can't take that away from him. The fact that it's a conversation is a compliment to Goff and the Lions. Absolutely. And who thought we'd be here? Not me. With the no, no Lions. didn't have it on the bingo card. All right, didn't to wrap not. it up, let's pivot to the NBA. Respect it or check it, James Harden will play for the 76ers. Respect it. Where else are he going to play? <laughs> He ain't got no choices. Where else he going to play? Like, there was a reason why this dude opted in. He's mad at Daryl Moore because the Sixers didn't give him an extension. I wouldn't have gave him a multi-year extension either with the way that he pulled a no-show in some of those playoff games. James Harden on certain nights can still dial it up, but the fact that he can't be consistent in the playoffs when it matters the most is why no team is going to put up with the shenanigans that we've seen from James Harden. And I'm sorry, having these outbursts and in, 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 in talking with emotion – and calling the GM a liar when you're thousands of miles away in time, that's not going to get you what you want, dog. That's not going to get you your bag. What it is is moving you closer to being a pariah in this league. Nobody wants the bags that come along with James Harden. If he can't make it work with an MVP and Joel Embiid, then it's going to be hard to see him making it work anywhere else when you're talking about title aspirations. So. Let's get to the point where James Harden, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Yeah, I respect he's going to play for them. But here's the thing. I don't know what his, his overall game plan is right now. Because if you say he's going to play for them, waiting for them to trade him, 
They don't have to trade him. They are fine playing this season with him, going for a championship with him, letting him walk after the season, and not getting any value in return. Because if you look at the 76ers roster, they are very clean for next season. Not 23-24, 24-25. They want to have an empty roster. They get, they, get, they get something in return for him leaving. A lot of cap space. Uh, well, they get a lot of cap And that's what you need to sell Joel Embiid, that this is the place for you long term. Because we can go shopping next offseason. Not we can go shopping. Shop. We can go shopping. Not always. In this case, yes, right? Because sometimes when guys leave, that's the thing. It's the rest of the roster that's important here. They are all expiring contracts. Yeah, outside. Tobias Harris, aspiring yeah. contract. That like, is PJ the key Tucker, here. I think, is an expiring contract. So they don't – no, he's, he has one more year. But they don't, they don't want stuff back. That's the thing that people like, – because I've heard people say, like, oh, why not trade him for Zach Levine? That makes sense. No, but they may no, not want no. Zach Levine's money long term. That's the weird part about this. Harden has to pull some sort of shenanigans here to play somewhere else and – Right now, he seems like he's in shape, playing hard, playing well. He's not playing in the scrimmages in the games. I don't know how he's going to get out of this situation. How would how would you get out of it? If I, you're him? I, I don't think he can. I mean, he's he's going to have to play. And like I said, the Sixers, it's all about convincing Joel Embiid that this is the best situation for him long term because everybody's speculating on whether or not he's going to ask to to get traded with the dysfunction around Harden, the dysfunction around the team, and in the Ben Simmons situation just a couple of years ago. So I think the best thing that Philly can do is clear cap space right now. They they have an opportunity this year. We'll see what happens with that. But that's why I think you're going to get the best version of James Harden this year because he has no other options, mm-hmm. and he's got to find a way to rebuild his value league-wide. Would you, and the only way to do that is to show everybody that winning is the top priority. Would you want him if you're the Clippers? That's the team that's been most attached to him. He plays in the regular no. season. He doesn't show up as much no. in the playoffs. No. You would not want him. No. they got enough, The Clippers got enough problems. No. they got enough <laughs> guys that pull no shows. No. no. Coming up, the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. The Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia, overrated. The whole cheese whiz thing, I'm all the way out on, man. I don't, I don't rock with that. Like, I, it's got to be provolone with the sautéed onions and mushrooms. Like, I, you know, if you want to go with some peppers in there too, okay, cool. But when you start going with the whole cheese whiz thing, like that, that fake cheese, I can't get on board with that. It yeah, is I said it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, said yeah, it and yeah. I meant it. I said it and I meant it. I didn't say that the Philly cheesesteak was overrated, by the way. What I said was the Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia in the establishments that want to serve it with cheese whiz, that is overrated. It's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. CC, now, uh, don't you think we should learn from others' mistakes? And, yes, we and should. And apply it to our own lives so we yeah. avoid trouble? 
Did Mer- I just pull a Merrill Kelly? I was just going to say, we did just I? learned from Merrill Kelly did to I, not in that? any way give the people, the fine people of Philadelphia, any ammunition against us. I don't give a damn about that. I don't care <laughs> nothing about that. I, I don't wish good things for the Philadelphia sports fans. They know that. I'm a New Yorker. Well, you and just I play for the Giants. Keep eating your terrible Gruyere cheesesteaks, all right? I, first of all, I said provolone. And if you want to get fancy, you can put some yeah, Gruyere you, in yeah, there. Yeah, you yeah. added the Gruyere. Yeah, it's listen, gross. I had a fantastic cheesesteak <laughs> last night for dinner. Are you saying that the difference between Philly cheesesteak and anywhere else is not that great where we shouldn't isolate Philly as having the best one. I'm saying when I went to Philadelphia to have a cheesesteak for the very first time, I had a cheesesteak with cheese whiz on them, and it was a place that everybody said I should go to, and it was absolutely awful. Everybody from New York? Because you got bad advice from somebody. No, no. There was a player at the time that was with the Eagles that I knew very well, and he told me to go to this place. Which place? I'm 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 no, not going pl- I'm, I'm not going to do no, that. I'm not going to do that, Pat. Do that. But I'm just going to say he told me to go to this place. They served this cheese with Philly cheesesteak and I thought it was terrible. And I just said Philly cheesesteaks in Philadelphia are overrated. I think other places can do a really good Philly cheesesteak. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it, No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, because Pat, what you're saying is the grade of a cheesesteak in Philly is an A+ and the grade of a cheesesteak everywhere else is like a B. F. What what CC nope, is saying is F. it could F. be A everywhere. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. No. Yeah. yeah. No. That's that's fair. No, it's not. This is wrong. You're wrong. It's Add fine. You're Sports wrong. ESPN uh, in the Dr. Pepper inbox there. We have the poll question up. How do you feel about cheesesteaks at Chris Canty 99? Says they're overrated. Are they overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Again, I don't know that the poll question is correct based on what CC said, right? Because you said Philly cheesesteak specifically. Yeah, the right. Philly cheesesteak is overrated. Okay. Yes. Some other candidates. The, the yes. cheesesteak in Philadelphia is overrated. I got to say it right because it gets confusing a little bit. Because you can have a cheesesteak in New York. Because it's a Philly cheesesteak, but it can be in New York. It can be a, You can have it wherever. Correct. But I'm just saying the Philly cheesesteak specifically in Philadelphia is overrated. You can get a good Philly cheesesteak a lot of places. All right. All right, a couple of candidates, additional candidates for most unsportsmanlike moment of the day, funniest, quirkiest moment of the day. Here we go. Dak Prescott, press conference, asked about the Philadelphia Eagles' go-to play and how it didn't work for the Cowboys. I think, maybe, possibly. We'll get back to that. How about the Utah Jazz? The Utah Jazz put out there a T-shirt that has the Jumpman logo with Utah Jazz underneath, and their fans are going crazy. Like, we cannot have Michael Jordan, Jumpman, and then Utah Jazz underneath. Yeah, because you always MJ, think about Byron Russell. Yeah, you yeah. always like, you push always off have, and everything you like that. You always, you always had that moment. <laughs> yeah, so that's a candidate. Now let's okay. take a listen to, to You say push Prescott. off, I say crossover, but okay. <laughs> oh, they no, push my tush enough. Let's hear it again. They didn't push my tush enough. They didn't push my tush enough. <laughs> he's blaming he's blaming the running backs for not pushing his tush enough. But did they? Obviously not. Clearly. They didn't get the first down. They didn't get it. It yep. is amazing. Well, you need I that think- inch. Push more? I guess so, right? That's what Dak Prescott is saying, isn't it? Yes. Are, are we doing the show or not, Ev? Are you just going to sit all the way out? No, I'm good. Oh, I'm okay. Good. All right. I- why are you looking at me like that, Smalls? I don't know. You, you in- introduced this, Evan. I'm yeah, just curious right. your take he, he brought up, He brought up the you topic and then stopped talking. I, I was just thinking about the football version of it. Then you guys took me to a different mindset of it. But Get I think, out of the gutter. I think it's interesting that, about a football that the evolution of this play and how we've discussed it, it's, oh, it's a gimme, it's a gimme. Nobody actually can do this. Everyone stinks at it but the Eagles. So now I'm back on the other side. I actually don't think this should be outlawed because only one team can do this. 
Well, you know the NFL is going to talk about it, and we'll see what the owners come up with at their meetings and whether or not the competition committee pursues this. But, yeah, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. It's not a fait accompli. Like, there's no guarantee that just because you got guys behind your quarterback pushing him that he's going to be able to pick up the extra yard or two to get the first down. So I think it's 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 an advantage that the Philadelphia Eagles have. I mean, you're seeing the graphic on ESPNU right now. Jalen Hurts, over the last two years, has had 41 brotherly shoves that he's been able to – and he's converted 58 – or, excuse me, 85% of those. So, I mean – Think about that. The NFL average is 81%. So it just goes to show you that on those plays, the Philadelphia Eagles are doing it better than anybody else. And look at that disparity. Jalen Hurts with 41 behind him. Josh Allen with 10. And Josh Allen is 240 pounds. He's twice his size. That disparity is huge. And Justin Fields is no small guy either. I mean, So the three that actually get it done are are bigger, bigger, stronger quarterbacks, or at least Physically are ripped like Jalen Hurts. All right, next unsportsmanlike candidate for unsportsmanlike moment of the day. I don't know if you know these little animals. They wear hats. Just listen to me. Rat hat. A rat hat. <laughs> oh, Still don't know what I, I was I saying. I don't even know if it was. I heard rat. I don't yeah, know if the second word again. was hat. Say it again. Oh, it wasn't? Do it again. Yeah. Rat hat. <laughs> it says it sounds like head hat. I, I'm not sure, Smalls. I can't yeah, quite I can't make it out. Rat hat. Rat rat hat. Rat hat. Red head. No, it wasn't red head. It wasn't head. What was I trying to? Why would I say that? I don't know. I, I only. Oh, I mean, we're trying to get inside the mind of Aaron Rodgers. It's hard to get inside the mind of Evan Cohen too. I don't. I don't you know. can ask me. Ask me anything I, you well, want. We, we're asking. I don't we're have still, an answer. We're still, we're, we're still trying to figure it out. What was I actually talking about? Do we remember the topic when we were saying that? Ooh, I don't I remember don't the topic. Know. I was talking about something with the NFL. If you fast forward ahead, that this could happen. Oh, I think it was the Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it was with Aaron Rodgers? Yes, it was. Maybe? Right. Maybe I was saying if you fast forward ahead to the end of the season and Zach Wilson gets. Let's do the cliche, 1% better every game. You're putting yourself in a position at the end of the year where maybe you do have to make a decision about what's happening in the future because you do just stunt the growth of Zach Wilson. Somehow that take became rat hat. Yeah, don't know how that's possible. Or rat hat. Yeah, I don't know how you arrived at that place with the subject matter because when CeCe did his, I mean, he's talking about Ray Lewis. So I understand just the thought of Ray Lewis coming at you would allow the words to escape your throat in a weird way. Yeah, I don't know know that there's that same level of fear factor (laughs) with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think so. Maybe maybe the strange factor, but not the fear factor. No, I don't. Yeah. I mean, maybe fear if he comes back that he's going to be okay. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, and you brought this up earlier, Smalls, and I think we have to re- we have to bring this back. Like Aaron Rodgers coming back at the end of this season, the version of him that you're getting might not be as good as the version of Zach Wilson by the time we get to you know November, late November, December. It might not be, and that that's going to be an interesting decision that Rob Sala and the New York Jets brass have to make because they've ceded control of the franchise to Aaron Rodgers. It's his team, and we recognize how this team having hope he could come back makes them play inspired football. But if Zach continues to get better, he might be the best option for the Jets throughout the rest of the season, no matter what Aaron Rodgers' status is. To be continued on that conversation, that's for sure. Greeny coming up next. We are on to Thursday. It's Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.